Hi there, and welcome to the Team Huddle Podcast. This is the show for professionals who want to explore leadership with their team. It doesn't matter what your job title is, huddles work because people come together, supporting each other, sharing ideas, insights, advice, and then making changes to how things are done, not just what is done. I'm Colin Moby, and along with Tasha Thor Stratton, we created this space for leaders and team members who want to become experts in helping their team become braver at seeing and dealing with the challenges they face. Each of these shows was originally recorded as a live video on LinkedIn, but we've repurposed them so you can get hold of all the good stuff easily as these podcasts. During the shows, you'll hear us chatting, often with other fellow leadership experts, about how to put into practice ideas and actions that actually work and make a difference. We want to see teams come together to develop a deeper team spirit and to get more done in a safer and healthier way. Why are we dishonest at work with ourselves and others? And more importantly, how do we create an environment where we're encouraging truth-telling? We think we want people to say what's on their mind in ways that helps, supports, has meaning and won't be judged. But we don't always, or we do it in a way that doesn't feel safe or useful. Exploring the truth starts with the language you're using. And in this episode, Tasha gives us a masterclass about how you can explore truth and safety and how to be intentional about the language you use. And of course, that question that seems to shut down this discussion, can you be too honest? Honestly, this is a good one. It's our weekly team huddle. Welcome to our weekly team huddle. Um, what are we talking about this week? Truth. Truth. How to encourage truth-telling in ourselves and with our teams. Because it can be quite tricky, can't it? It can. It can. Well, not just at work. It seems to be all over mm. the place at the moment. But, yeah, specifically at work and, and with your team mm-hmm. um, in terms of, you know, what, what sort of things, Why do, what's stopping us being honest at work? What? Why are we being dishonest at work with ourselves, with others? Um, how do we how do we shift that environment? You know, if we notice it, how do we actually practically, safely start to shift it? Mm. Um, and I know there's sort of um, you're brilliant at sort of ways of introducing this into language, into our thinking, um, but also recognizing some of the questions I get are things like, "Well, you know, you, can you be too honest?" <laughs> Um, and stuff like that. So hopefully we'll, we'll try and cover some of all of those um, yeah. in useful ways um, that make you think, but also maybe some practical stuff to take away as well. Absolutely. Um, where do you want to start? So, yeah, should we just talk about the language? Because there was a couple of things that popped up in my mind as soon as we started talking around this. And it's those kind of sentences like, you know, can I be honest with you? Let's <laughs> be honest. Um, and let's have a chat that... I know when I've been on the receiving end of those in the past in a kind of working environment, my heart has just sunk and you kind of, you just know what's coming, don't you? So either you kind of go into retreat, this is one of the normal things that people go into, or a series of defensive mode. It's like, whoa, hang on a minute. No, I'm not having any of this. It's nothing to do with me. Blame, 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 blame. So there's certain things that we can do with our language to soften that first conversation, isn't there? And um, and you, I think you said it earlier when we were speaking, it's just like, well, we, we talk about being brutally honest. Well, brutal is a really harsh word, isn't it? <laughs> and and actually, yes, yeah, sometimes the truth does hurt. And also another thing that popped into my head was a truth bomb. Well, if you tell the truth, does that mean, you know, that everything's going to explode and everything's going to be destroyed and, you know, disaster? It doesn't. 
It doesn't have to be like that. And it's what we do as a result and behave and act after that and then pick up the pieces in order to put it back together and understand it. That's the important part. But also how do you know, think about how you can change your language to start those conversations off, to not put somebody in that retreat or that defense mode. Have you got any ideas as to what might be a bit more helpful around that? I think firstly, respecting the context of where you're mm. delivering stuff. So, you know, you talk there about brutally honest and there's usually in my experience, that's used to defend a certain type of behavior, mm. not the intent. The intent of, of being honest about something is fine. It's actually to, to justify being rude or not thinking about the, mm. the implication of what I'm about to say. Mm. That doesn't mean you have to not say it, mm. but I think, you know, there's a phrase I use, um, kind candor, mm. which is kind of, you can still be honest. You, you can be kind about it. Mm. Yeah. Don't be rude about it. Don't be yeah. brutal about it. And I'm with, with you on that. And I, there is something for me in the word kind and, and, and adopting that. Okay. In this, in every exchange where I'm honest, instead of being brutally honest or mm. channeling it as it is, mm -hmm. be kind. That doesn't yeah. mean you soften it. That doesn't mean you, um, you temper it unless you, think that's and that's the right thing to do. It means you're still honest. It, still, it means you're respectful of mm -hmm. how and where and when this might mm -hmm. be received. Yeah. I remember, um, this isn't a team example, but I remember you, you coming to me a few weeks ago and saying, I'd, I'd written on a post for LinkedIn, I'd written, I'm dead excited. Mm -hmm. I'd used that language. And you came to me and you didn't come, you just pointed out the word dead, you know, in that context, there's connotations. Exactly as you just said, it brings out a certain connotation. But you didn't come in and say, oh, that word, I'm not sure about that word. Mm. What do you, you know, you didn't come in softly, softly, you know, trying to almost embarrass mm. that raising it. But at the same time, you didn't come in, that's a crap word. Don't use that <laughs> word. Use a better word than that. Mm. You didn't come in that. You came in with, oh, Colin, that word you've used can have connotations. This is how I take it. This is how mm. I think it. What do you think about that? Mm -hmm. you came in with the honesty with the kindness mm -hmm. to with the the honesty had a point and yeah. you're more likely to get the point or the result you want if you use kindness yeah. now, i don't mean manipulation i don't mean no. well you know i'll try and you know what, how how do i best get this if i appeal mm. to them whatever you you do what you find respectful what you find kind mm. So, mm. yeah kind is a way if you can just embody kindness through yeah, all these yeah. things and I think what we've got to remember is that our my truth is different to your truth and your truth is different to somebody else's truth and everybody else around you because it's your version of reality. And it's our job, I think, especially in teams and when we're leading teams, is to explore that and to see what people are thinking because they will have been brought up differently. They will have had different jobs. They will have different beliefs in you know, themselves and their self-esteem and where they are at in their lives and what's going on at home. And they, as a result of that, will be thinking in a very different way. So it's so important, isn't it, to put our judgment aside to go, well, and actually some, you know, when we receive a truth, sometimes it can trigger us into, you know, a, a past moment in our lives, which hasn't made us feel good. Um, and also predict that this conversation might go a certain way, which maybe in the past might not have done. So it's so important to reserve that judgment, be aware of it, you know, have a few breaths around it and not kind of predict what's going to happen because I'm not a mind reader. You're not a mind reader. I didn't know how you were going to take that, but I wanted to explore it. And, and you might have said, actually, I think it's absolutely right. You know, I, I like that word. And for me, that's, you know, it, it feels fitting. Fine. 
we've had a conversation about it. And it didn't need to necessarily have a solution, did it? It's just, I just wanted to know how you felt about it. And I think in every kind of conversation we have within our businesses, yes, in our one-to-one, but also in our emails and our memos and, you know, our Slack channels or whatever, it's about doing that rather than saying, this is the truth, this is it, this is the hard line. And the reason said hard line, you know, why, why can't there be a soft line? It's not black and white because everybody is different. I think honesty if you're going to start being more honest, if you recognize it's something that you want to be more of or this is missing in, in, in what you're doing, it has to it has to appear in everything you do. Mm. You can't just go, oh, I've been honest with you, now I'm going to walk away. <laughs> you kind of, okay, encourage, you want to encourage, okay, so what was, you know, based on what I've just said, what are you thinking? Mm. Yeah. Or, listen, actually, I noticed when we had that chat earlier, I noticed, you know, some frowns and some confusion. Mm. Anything, you, any thoughts you've got for me in terms of how that, what I said, how that was delivered? Yeah, yeah. You know, be honest about your honesty. Maybe you, you're something, I'm, I'm not sure I said that right. Can you, yeah. you know, what, what's your thoughts? Be honest about whether you don't know whether, you know, what you know, yeah. but also what you don't know. Exactly. And I think as a leader, it's important, you know, to have hands up and say, you know, I don't know all the answers. I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not a robot. I can't process everything. I don't know the answers. And I'd like you to help me understand is a really, you know, I know you hate the word, but empowering statement at any point in any kind of conversation is it's like, I'm, I'm not superhuman. I am a human. I have feelings. I don't understand what's going on and I don't have all the answers. And I think that is, you know, a really, really great way to kind of start a conversation. And also um, you can feel when the truth isn't being told, can't you? You can just feel it in the in the atmosphere, and you can tell, like you just said, um, when if somebody's talking to you face to face or if you're in a group environment, you can tell when the truth isn't going to be. Unless you're a very good actor, and actually, we did. I did a, a drama class last night, and we kind of had to tell two truths and one lie, and we had to tell if the other person was, you know, which one was the lie. And there were obviously some really good actors there, so you couldn't tell. But regardless of that, you can tell. You know when you can just feel it you can sense it and sometimes you can't pinpoint it but you can feel it and then that has connotations to how you feel with it which then has an effect on how you behave and what the outcome is for you and your team and all the conversations that you have with your clients with your partners with your board with whoever so it's so important I think I heard something the other day that if something's on your mind and this is you know at work family friends and it's still on your mind 48 hours later you've got to say something. And sometimes we don't know how to say it and that's fine. But not saying something is even more damaging than saying something, isn't it? Because those awkward moments are always going to be there. So why not deal with them now or at a time that's suitable or later rather than later? Because they're always going to be there. And yeah, it might be uncomfortable, but you've got to be truthful with yourself and then have that conversation from there on, because it's always going to be there. That being truthful with yourself, I think, is key to this. Kind of honesty at work, it's easy to just pigeonhole it as lying about stuff or mm. hiding stuff or being subject, you know, being manipulative mm. with the truth, all those kind of things. But actually, there is an element of it which is about recognising how you're talking to yourself, what you're mm. not talking to yourself about. What are you ignoring? Ignoring things, which is what mm. you describe, is a form of dishonesty. Yeah. And actually, 
you don't always have to necessarily talk about it but you ignoring it and not deciding to so mm. ignoring by default because this is just how it is here or if i say something and you, you kind of subconscious trains yourself to, to just do that by default so taking a moment to go actually i've noticed i'm i'm not going back about what was said and has made me feel a bit weird mm -hmm. am i okay with that shall i do something about that it's okay yeah. to say no i'm not going to do anything about yeah. it i've decided not to um for whatever reason but yeah. making a choice about it that's the honest bit yes, i'm making it. an honest choice to not do something about it rather than just carrying on because mm. that's being dishonest yeah um, and i think you know the great a great strength in teams is to have people who think the same but equally and i think most importantly actually is to have people who think differently so that you can have that challenge and it's what you put on your post this morning isn't it is to have a challenge but know that you're going to come out of it in a better, more rounded, educated perspective after having that challenge rather than a conflict that's just going to, like I said before, you know, that truth bomb, an explosion, everybody falls to part, falls to pieces because everybody's resilience is, you know, at zero. So it's, it's about that really. And, you know, also understanding that, you know, if, if members of your team are also maybe, maybe a little bit you know, not willing to talk, let's say. Um, okay, I'm not going to beat around the bush. There's some narcissistic leaders out there, aren't they? And maybe telling the truth to those kind of people is not going to go down well. And it's about learning how to talk somebody's language that can help you help them understand the situation in a much more helpful way that you can decide, like you said a minute ago, about what to do about it. Okay, great. Can we make this project go forward? or actually I need to move, remove myself from the project in this team because it's not helpful for me, it's not helpful for everybody else, it's not working and I need to look elsewhere. It's about making that choice, isn't it, as to what you do with the information. It's it's a good point. You know, there are risks with being honest um, and a lot of it's contextual depending on the environment, the work, the team, the organisation, the people you work with. The, the, the far end of the scale, the biggest risk is, you know, there are psychopaths. In, in in work they, they exist in life yeah. they, they will exist in in work and i suspect many of us have stories or experiences of at least coming in brushing up against those people if not working directly mm. for them. i know i've got my share of them um there are people that will manipulate the truth that will mm. hide the truth for their own ends that will yeah. um all those kind of things that will will, will use emotion will use logic um, to belittle to, to and, and we'll use personality and charisma to do that mm you've got to decide um there's risks driving a car <laughs> there are risks driving a car do we still do it we absolutely do does that mean we ignore everybody else that's on the road no we take we take manage risks we look at what's going on we listen to the sounds of traffic we look at what's going on we pay attention to things and we make decisions we listen we extrapolate we're curious about different things when new rules come in all that kind of stuff we give people space Mm. when they need it on the road when you know we've seen that person who's they're breaking a bit um savagely oh, just back yeah. Off a bit more <laughs> yeah we respond to things but if we start thinking that everybody everybody on the road is out to crash into us mm. very soon we'll stop driving at all yeah that doesn't mean there isn't somebody out there that's not going to take their eyes off the road or even intentionally mm. have a moment yeah. of road rage the, the psychopath equivalent but actually you can't let that stop you driving mm. the road you can adapt your behavior a bit but don't mm. let it stop you getting in the car. And it's the same yeah. with work. If there is somebody like that, then 
and to be blunt, particularly with the, the definition of a psychopath, that chances are you're not going to change them. No. Um, you've got to decide whether you can change enough of the environment or yeah. other people are willing to change enough of the environment, be honest enough that that person is <coughs> too uncomfortable for them to stay or it's too uncomfortable for you to stay yes. um, and do something about it. But ultimately, don't sacrifice your honesty, your well-being, your respect for them because that's what mm. you're doing. If you're choosing to be dishonest because mm. of the consequences of being honest, you're not doing yeah. yourself any favours. That's you're it. Not, and this, this comes down to our value system and, and the value we describe in NLP is something uh, that's really important to us in the way that we live our lives. So if, you know, one of your values is being truthful, but the people that you're working with are not being truthful, that's going to have a conflict. So you're going to go into an environment every day, whether or not you're sitting, you know, in an office or at your desk, wherever you are, and pretending to be somebody you're not. So, and we all know what that feels like after a period of time, you know, our soul is sucked dry, isn't it? And then all of a sudden we're kind of turning up at work and tapping away the keys on the keyboard and we're not actually there. Um, so not great for us, you know, our soul is depleted. We feel absolutely crap and we're not engaged in our teams and then they're wondering what's going on. So how do we, how do we turn that around? How do we take an environment where honesty isn't where we'd want it to be, where we want to be. We've noticed that. How do we, how do we make somewhere? How do we become more honest somewhere where honesty has not really been valued before? So from a, a, a member of the team or a leader, well, I mean, either or, because obviously we're kind of all in for people having these same kind of skills. I think it's really just bringing, you know, first step, bringing the self-awareness of what's actually going on. And then for me, what I would do is, you know, talk to somebody else whose opinion I really respected, but also somebody who thinks differently, just so we can get a you know a bit of a clear understanding of what's going on, maybe a you know good close friend or something. And then have a conversation and and raise it um, and make it a point of an, an, the next meeting or with somebody you know who's who kind of feel is going to be on your side anyway. And just embrace it and say, look, this is going on at the moment. And use the words I a lot. I feel this. I feel that rather than blaming the situation on everybody else and everything else being out of your control, especially if it's a project or the way that somebody's treating you. It's like, well, this person's always this. This person's always that. It kind of makes you come across as a bit of a victim. And, yes, sometimes that does happen. But the moment that we bring into our emotions into it, nobody can take that away from us as to how we feel about a situation. And it becomes very much in our control. And then, you know, have that exploration conversation with that person, not necessarily take it straight to HR, because then that's, you know, an escalation of a thing that you might be able to resolve instantly or within, you know, a few hours or a couple of days rather than going up the chain and going, you know, exploding it into something that it might not actually be. What about you? What would you suggest? I think that first point. Exactly those same those those points and working through them in that order is really important in terms of so the self awareness bit. What is it that's not working? What is it that's stopping you being honest? What is it that's making you feel like being honest isn't the best way to deal with mm -hmm. it? You mentioned projects in there. I mean, the number of times I've worked with teams where what's going on? You know, there's there's something there's something going on, and kind mm -hmm. of when you kind of get to the Cause it's like, well, you know, we all know this project is going to not hit the deadline. It's a mm -hmm. classic. We're not going to hit yeah. the deadline. Okay. Well, why is nobody saying that? <laughs> yeah. Well, 
because there's no point because the deadline was decided without us mm. and that's usually a good example of where they're not sure they're not displaying honesty but actually the honesty wasn't there in the first place as well mm. there was no engagement of the team or no seeking of opinions um and so kind of you know acknowledging like you said i feel like me being honest about the deadline mm. there's no point to it because the decision's already been mm. made yeah identifying what it is Mm. something there might be lots of things but identify something specific mm. within yourself that's causing you well i'm not being honest because it's i feel cool. like there's no point because every project mm. i've worked on somebody else decides when it's going to be done not yeah. some not the people who know when it's going to be done but somebody else so actually identifying that being aware enough to find some point because otherwise how many times we've gone onto a project it's some somewhere different or a different team or a different project or a different issue this will be different it needs to be different yeah. it won't be different the chances yeah. are project b will look just like project a yeah. you've got to understand what it was about project a yeah or yeah. initiative a or team a or topic a or piece of work a or sprint a or deliverable a or whatever it was that you want to be different and yeah. stating this is how i felt this is how i want to feel yeah. I want to be, I want to what can we do about contribute. This? I want to be, I want to contribute to how long this will take. Yeah. Or yeah. the estimate or the guess. Um, that because that, that's the surefire way to reach disconnection, isn't it? Is having a conversation, things are going to be different. Yes, they really will. Things will be different next time. And then lo and behold, when it all comes around again, the action remains the same. Yeah. And after a while, that repeated action of things being the same doesn't end well. We know that that leads to presenteeism, disconnection, you know, dis disenfranchised, you name it, all those kind of words where we just turn up to work and don't, don't, don't care, basically, let's get down to the bottom of it. So we don't want that, you know, and how do leaders do that? How do they do things differently? Well, they they behave differently. And they have to learn different ways of doing things. And they have to model that behavior, however difficult it is, it is for them. Um, they have to learn and it is a skill. And yeah, the first few times it's gonna be pretty uncomfortable because they've probably never done it before and it's a real stretch of their comfort zones. And they're gonna like, oh, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I might be seeing a failure, I might be seeing weak, you know, I'm, I've got to be strong and I've got to be in control. But actually we all know that that's completely unrealistic. And there's the conditions there that they've been placing on themselves that are, you know, a surefire fire way to reach overwhelm and <laughs> burnout for them and for everybody else. So, you know, those kind of different points of action are the things that build trust, that build connection, that create that team spirit. Absolutely. I think as a leader, you've got to decide to, to identify, to find a point of disconnection. Not yeah. everything, but find a point of disconnection, something that's not working you can use feedback from your team you can use curiosity to find mm -hmm. it you can make a decision if you need to i generally suggest you find something that the team want to mm -hmm. improve and then you say let's practice being more open about this particular area yeah. let's practice being more open about deadlines let's practice that mm -hmm. conversation or let's be deadlines isn't perhaps particularly the way most teams work these days let's be more open about estimates <laughs> because you know you're not giving me, you know, I don't feel, I feel like I don't understand your estimates. Hmm. You don't feel like it's worth telling me because I won't list it. Whatever is going on, yeah. just open that up. Yeah, Just open that up at a specific area of disconnection and create a new space to practice that. Don't practice that in the middle of the sprint meeting with all the stakeholders and yeah. you know, the product yeah. owner and, you know, the customers and the clients and the testers and have that discussion there. So look, as a team, 
why don't we carve out 15 minutes on Friday or yeah. 30 minutes to just look at this and you know there's a method um getting a bit into practical stuff mm. but I love the triad communication method for this sort of stuff where you're feeling a little bit kind of um unsafe or mm. you know not sure how to do it um or you know just concerned about things just having that kind of okay so we're talking about um uh, estimates each you know all four of us or five of us ten of us in the team will go around and tell us what our challenge is with estimates whether it's a specific one with a specific mm -hmm. estimate or whatever you tell us you tell us tasha what your challenge is mm -hmm. we will listen mm -hmm. then after we won't ask you know, at that point you tell us what it is then we will discuss the rest of the team will discuss mm -hmm. that we'll offer any insights any thoughts mm -hmm. without you as part of the discussion so we're not talking to you we're not having a go at you we're not mm -hmm. making it about you we're making it about your challenge mm -hmm. then you tasha can tell what what did you take from that discussion mm -hmm. then you can ask us any questions you can dig into it you can tell us what you took from that discussion what's useful for you mm -hmm. that encourages if you want to be really powerful if there is something you can tasha you can turn around and face the wall mm -hmm. Yeah. Then it almost <laughs> takes that personal. It's a little bit confident. Yeah. For teams that are feeling a little bit, yeah. I don't want to say this, but they're there. Yes. Turn around and face Zoom's and brilliant for that because you can almost turn the camera off. Say, so, right, we turn my camera off. You talk about my challenge. That's it. I'll That's listen it. to what you're saying. Yeah. And it starts yeah. to encourage those skills of honesty, which is state something, discuss it, listen. <laughs> Yeah. Share what you what you heard. But you know, isn't it funny how when someone tells the truth and then everybody else jumps on the bandwagon, it's like, I felt like that. And it only takes one person to the you know, the floodgates then opening. So, you know, sometimes we have to be that person, even when we feel like we it's not our job role to do that. But sometimes that could be the real catalyst. And, you know, there are people out there who've got a little bit more confidence than others. But that little bit of confidence will inspire other people to do the same in other situations at home as well. You know, because, you know, people coming into a team, <laughs> they've got other things going on at home. And let's not just talk about truth at work. It's truth about what's actually going on in our home lives, you know, because we can't help but bring that to work as well. Um and I think the best teams that I've always worked with is that, you know, we've had a general understanding of what actually goes on in people's lives behind closed doors so that you can, you know, bring compassion in, bring empathy in, have a chat about stuff, you know, and not necessarily just support people, but understand and, and share their kind of successes as well. It's not about people's struggles, but it's about being interested in what other people do, you know, in their in their hobbies and their private lives as well as that's the fun stuff because you're thinking back to the jobs that I've loved it's always been about the people it's never been about the actual jobs it's about the people that I've you know worked with and who've shared those experiences with that's what's made it I think I know that to a large extent we want to believe some lies mm. um Geeky quote time. There's a quote. <laughs> some some lies. Some lies are easier to believe than the truth. Yeah. Um, and that's true at work. It's true at home. Um, mm. And just recognizing that. Quite often, a lot of clients or a lot of you know we we work with will say, "It's not too bad." Mm. Now that's, fine. that's not the whole truth. The whole truth is it's not good. Yeah. If it's yeah. not too bad, that also means it's not good. So we can hide behind the kind of dishonesty of it's not too bad, but there comes a point where you've got to decide, do I want it to be good? Mm. 
work context, home context, hobby context, whatever context. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think going back to your language, it's interesting that we tend to focus on the negatives and we mm-hmm. tend to defend them and justify them. Um, you know, well, all teams are like this, or mm-hmm. you know, all projects have their you know stressful times. It just mm-hmm. it always seems to be all the time, or whatever. We defend the negative, flip that, and we, we defend almost the negative because we don't want to look at the truth. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, this is the seventeenth project I've worked on. Yeah. That everything's stressful and 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 pressured. What's going on? And it- or my relationship at home isn't what I want it to be what's going on or whatever yeah. it is and, and that's we want to believe those lies because they make yeah. us feel comfortable yeah and it's a superficial surface level of acting as a human being to keep every, keep the peace but actually when we go deeper because you know when people act a certain way if it's not particularly helpful it's never about that situation so you know classic example with the kids if they're they're acting up around the table and arguing it's not just because they want to argue yeah sometimes it is but it's about, you know, something else has happened in their day or they're just super tired. There's always a reason behind the reason behind the reason. There's always something like when people come to see me on a one to one basis, and I'm sure you've experienced this. You know, they'll say, I want to feel differently about eating and I'm binge eating. It's never about, you know, the chocolate that they're eating. It's about generally how they feel about themselves and some trauma they might have experienced in the past. So it's understanding there's lots of deeper levels to it. And it's about how confident we are and the skills that we have to lean into those conversations to get to the truth, to then start unpeeling it, you know, like that classic onion metaphor, isn't it? About getting down to the layers of actually what's going on rather than treating the superficial stuff that goes on. Yeah, that's kind of like, you know, just putting a Band-Aid on a plaster. It's going to help for a little period of time, but at the end of the day, it's going to fall off. It's not a great plaster anyway, and it's not waterproof. <laughs> it's it's it, it's there for a purpose, but it's not a long-term solution. And there are times in our teams when we're okay, but there are going to be times when they're not okay. And to have these skills to really explore what's going on will make sure that that pain doesn't last for too long and that you can thrive and experience joy at work. And this is what we do, isn't it? We've got a couple of solutions around, you know, obviously sharing these skills with leaders and teams, but also having an online space digitally, regularly for people to come and share what's going on in a safe space so we can help guide them as well. Especially if you're thinking, oh my God, I don't know where to start. How do I even start? It's a great way that we can actually take people through that process over a period of time, depending on what's going on. There's all sorts of ways, aren't there? And it's key to what you're talking about there is is making this just part of who you are making it part of what you do not just doing not just being honest when it matters Mm. um but being honest as often as you can practicing Mm. it when it's kind of risk-free yes when it's safe to practice it and not you know it's it's no different to anything else and you know the the analogy that springs to mind is (laughs) We ignore so the things we ignore the the, the honest truths we ignore physically uh, <laughs> there comes a point where you can't ignore them physically so mm. you know, my legs hurt him my knees hurt him my knees hurt him. it's okay mm. it's okay ah, it's not okay i've got to go see a physio <laughs> we you know usually we'll take action before it gets that bad mm. and it's the same with these sort of things recognize but actually you also want to do preemptive stuff actually you know what i need to keep my legs fit i need to go for walks more often i need not wait until my legs are really bad before I mm. take action and do you know, I know I know we do these things but we we're generally better at doing it with the physical stuff mm. with stuff like this the more mental the more well-being stuff where mm. honesty is concerned 
you got to practice it all the time practice yeah. in your team meeting discussing what's you know an open discussion what's up and yeah. just listening not trying yeah. to you know, a really important part of honesty or an expectation of honesty is if i share something <laughs> i expect somebody to do something about it like you said about that um, i'm dead excited comment your expectation was not for me to change the post your intent was simply to help me you saw something that you felt would help me hmm. that was it it was up to me whether yeah. i would take that and that's there's something really powerful in that honesty and you see this mm -hmm. a lot that's that's usually the, the bit behind brutal honesty yeah it's not brutal honesty it's me telling you how i want you to behave yes. or how i think and, and if you don't do it there's something yeah. implied in if you don't yeah. follow this and there's going to be a really serious consequence <laughs> and it's it's shifting away from that and saying actually you know what i'm going to do this because i think it will help if it doesn't help fine i'll do something else mm. and if it does help i may never know going for a walk every day or doing yoga every day mm -hmm. may stop some physical ailment that i'll experience later in life i yeah. don't know that i suspect mm -hmm. it will prolong certain things give mm -hmm. me a better quality of life for longer than i would normally have had can't mm -hmm. guarantee that but i i believe it will mm -hmm. but whether it will or not i'll find out in time yeah. so trust, trust in your intent not yeah. in the outcome yeah, and I think in teams, you know, when we come to modelling that behaviour as well, it's about the teams and the people leaders rewarding that behaviour. And, you know, even when it's really uncomfortable, it's like, yeah, you know, that person did make a mistake. This, But this is good because this is, you know, part of what we are and who we are. We want everybody to say what's on their mind so that it can help them, you know, obviously one, number one for their well-being, um, two for their team spirit and three for, you know, our KPIs and what we're doing here as a business and to reward that in such a way that encourages other people to do the same so that that person doesn't feel like, oh my God, I've been completely, you know, exposed. I'm never going to do that again. And I've been being ridiculed. It's about rewarding the behavior in that right way as well. So that then that builds into that kind of culture that you want to embrace and, you know, thrive as a result of it. And, you know, it's just being human, isn't it? You know, in your leadership conversations, it's like I said before, it's just having those conversations, you know, what's going on? How are you? What's really going on? I can see that something's not right. It's about bringing the human nature into your business conversations as well. Maybe just setting some time aside to have those kind of well-being conversations as, as well as separate to, to your meetings. There's so many different ways. You think about what you would like and then start doing that within your own business. And sometimes don't wait for permission. Just do it and see what happens. Are you willing? I'm stuck. We don't want to be stuck. Yeah, are you willing and are you able? Um, mm. There is a third part. Are you allowed? But yeah. generally speaking, find that out after. If you're willing and able, yeah, do it. Yes. Find out if you're allowed afterwards. Definitely, definitely. Cool. Good spot to end on, I think. Yeah. Very helpful, especially when it comes into kind of the only other notes I made was um, helping people. Um, around working in a hybrid kind of remote way, because obviously that's kind of raised that honesty question, isn't it, about what people are actually doing at home. But again, you know, everybody, well, not everybody, because it's generalisation, but most people I've speak, spoken to are still doing a mix of working from home or working from home all the time. They are doing more work. So the honest conversation is, are you allowing your employees to take the time off and making them feel okay about it? So I think that's more of a topic of conversation rather than are you trusting them to do enough work because at the end of the day, just working from home, they're not all of a sudden not going to be doing the work. The, the chances are they probably weren't doing it when they were in front of you in their office. So it's that deeper question, what were they doing beforehand and how can you help them either perform better or feel better? Am I doing the best for me? 
Am I doing the best for my team? Am I doing the best for my organization? Am I doing the best for the important people in my life? Mm -hmm. you know, not necessarily in that order, but if you if, if the answer to any of those is no, that's when you've got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And say, okay, why not? And usually people will, will say no to the, am I doing the best for me? Mm. I, I'm working extra hours, I'm getting more work done, I'm not the bound hybrid boundary between home and work is a bit blurred, but mm -hmm. so, you know, but I've got to do it because I'm doing the best of my team or I'm doing the best of my family. Yeah. Okay. There will come a point where you won't be doing your best for them because you're not doing the best for you. And it's yeah. about that honesty yeah. internally. And then how do you share that with other people? Because, you know, a, a, a thread that comes through honesty quite often one of the brilliant bits of honesty is you suddenly find support where you didn't realize you had yeah. no support. Like you just said, there's, when you're sharing things, there's almost a shared empathy of, oh, you're going through that as well. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. um, but also people will help. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, there and are the right people, people will help at the right time. Yeah. And if, if they're not, then maybe it's time to do something different. <laughs> so lean, lean into that truth. It, mm. Start within yourself, um, but start sharing that truth with no expectation of it solving anything yeah. but with an intent of helping somebody that might be yourself might be others um, and and be kind with it yeah definitely cool Lovely. great stuff have a good chat enjoyed that i enjoy yeah. our wednesdays all right um i've got um this couple of people that have shown some interest in coming and joining the chat talking about teams and different concepts from different team perspectives so hopefully cool. next two or three weeks there might be some other faces in Yay. The the huddle will grow. um so Lovely. yeah um we'll yeah. have a chat about that and um yeah if anybody else is interested in joining these or any thoughts or comments on it, let us know yeah if there's any particular areas that you'd like us to discuss anything that you're going through at the time just give us a shout or we can talk through that with you yeah then make it specific always cool to get specific yeah all right well have a great day in the darkness yeah <laughs> Um, I like a bit of rain. Hopefully it might even snow. Um, yeah. All right, have a good day. See you later. Bye. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and that from today's conversation, you heard how important it is for you and your team to have more conversations and understand each other more. Please head over to LinkedIn to join Tasha and I in more conversations like this and head over to colinmovie.com forward slash sprint to spirit. That's the word sprint, the number two in the word spirit where you can join a community of professionals who want to help their teams develop a team spirit you can all benefit from and that really matters. Speak soon.